You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 14. Oh, this is such a good session. So pumped for y'all to listen. I feel like it really normalizes a lot of the stuff that I think happens kind of behind the scenes in business as we grow, but that doesn't always get talked about in the front of the scenes as much. And you'll care why, obviously it doesn't get talked about as much, but these two things I think are going to be really, really useful. If you've experienced one of them, it's really going to normalize it. And if you haven't yet, it's really going to show you that it's okay if that happens and there's nothing like crazy or abnormal going on here, but some of these things are just things that happen with growth. And so this is, you know, again, literally why we have this podcast is to see some of these things in the behind the scenes of it. So I really hope this episode serves you. Good. How do you do it? Good. I'm feeling better this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is saying a lot because you've had quite the week. <laughs> so that's that's pretty positive, right? And it kind of also shows like it's not the external that matters how I feel, but rather so <laughs> internal. Um, and all- Isn't that like just a bitch when that gets reflected? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels like that's the lesson I've been trying to learn for the past year. And uh, I'm a slow learner, but I guess I'm human. So. <laughs> yeah yeah. but I mean really like that's so insane to see almost right where like you had like you know something like really kind of devastating happen in your business this week and still are able to say like oh actually because I've been looking at the internal more I've had a much better week regardless right yeah that is true that is true um are you proud of yourself for that can you give you credit for a moment or um, <laughs> you're like looking down you're like um I don't know <laughs> well uh no I guess so yeah and I think what I am what I want to give myself credit for is that I am in all areas of my life at the moment brutally willing to be radically honest with myself yes mm-hmm. And that is something uh, new for me. I was like, oh, you know, I'm this insightful person, blah, blah, ego, ego, ego. And uh, <laughs> and for the first time in a long time, I am like brutally waking up like it comes in waves. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm in one of those waves again. And um, and yes, yeah, so I will give myself credit for that. Good. I think you deserve it. I think that is well deserved credit and also like I think it because it's so brutal in some ways you kind of have to give yourself credit along the way to keep going so it's really important to like take that moment and be like damn I am like doing the thing I'm doing the work right now you know yeah absolutely um yeah so I I do I do I do see myself in that I celebrate myself for that and um and yeah, I am <laughs> pendulating between like overwhelm, like it's never going to work out. It's never going to stick. And like, actually, I'm excited about the future and it can't stick. And this is this is a new a new chapter. Like so many things are changing and shifting in me internally in many areas of my life. And I'm just going to have to. Yeah, allow the process to be messy. So this point Erica is making is so important about how it's usually not the external, it's the internal. And I feel like this is one of the most important messages I think that I could possibly share because, you know, I think we spend so much time trying to correct the external and thinking that internally that will make us feel better. And unfortunately, (laughs) right, like that would be easier in some ways, but it's usually not how it works. And so... Erica being able to see that even though she had some, you know, really tough things happen this week, having been focused on doing the internal work is what is making this feel like a lighter week, even despite the external circumstances not being ideal. And I see this in my clients all the time. Like I think sometimes we try to 
it's so hard to fix something in our business. Like how do I make sure this thing in my business never happens again? Or someone never says no about this or someone's never upset or any of those things, right? And like, it doesn't mean we can't ever set up processes or systems, but usually those aren't the things that make you feel better long-term. Usually it's doing the internal work that means that even if and when those things show up, you feel totally different in your response to them. So whether this example um, that Eric is going through, you know, really resonates or not, it's really the point of, do you spend most of your time trying to fix the external or are you realizing and spending time on the internal because that is truly what will dictate how you feel each week way more than what's actually going on mm -hmm. yeah totally and that's you know i think even the um the pendulating or whatever is almost like because we think that will be done and it's like that you'll probably always be somewhere in the middle there between like, it's fully stuck a hundred percent and it's not like, you know, so I think that's always like helpful to remember too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And to just give myself some grace in that, like I, um, yeah, I'm a, it's almost like being a beginner in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's humbling. So Yeah. So there's that. And with all of that, um, I am feeling much lighter, even though it's been a pretty fucked up week. <laughs> yeah. We will take it. I think it's almost like, obviously, not that we wanted this to happen, but it's kind of beautiful that it's been a fucked up week in a sense. So you can see how much you are actually doing better because that's almost like the reflection. It's not like, oh, I'm doing better because it was an easier week. Like, I'm doing better because I'm like literally doing the things to feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just be like transparent and tell people what happened. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> I feel today, I feel like uh, pretty uh, joyful is not the word. <laughs> um, I, I feel at ease with the whole thing and yeah, uh, and almost like it's kind of comical in a way. Um <laughs> Like, I can laugh about it. Like, it's so silly. Yeah. Because it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about that really quickly just to – Yeah. Like, so, so what happened was that uh, a customer of mine who's bought my course, uh, Pleasure Treats, uh, emailed me. And the title of the email was Copyright Infringement? Question mark. And in the email, she shared that she follows this other sex coach. And when and she realized that this other sex coach has ripped off my course and is selling it as her own. And not just your course, but all your sales emails and your sales page. Not 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 all sales emails. There was one sales email that she completely copied. The sales page is super similar. Uh, and obviously, mm -hmm. you know, and this is a question also to uh, a conversation to be had, like kind of in in itself, like what is like what is stealing? What is insp inspiration? Yeah. Where do we draw the draw the line and all of that? But the sales page is very similar. Uh, it's in a in a different language. It's not in English. So it was a little bit hard for me to like I translated it, but it's it's also hard to kind of like see exactly. But it was very similar. But the course structure the course content, the practices, all of it pretty much identical, like 99.9 .9 identical. She changed some of the names of the practices, but the practices were the same, the structure the same, mm -hmm. the price the same, like everything's mm -hmm. the same. And I went through a massive emotional like roller coaster with like sitting with all of that and like, yeah, it was really, really intense. <laughs> really intense um yeah well I think the difference is like you don't own any of those one particular concepts or something like that but you do own a course that walks you through all of them in that specific way and in that specific framework and in that specific order and so I think like that's usually where we find that line right between stealing versus inspiration where it's like 
like, you know, my thing is mindset, strategy, and execution, right? So everyone uses the words mindset, strategy, and execution. And like, that's always going to be everywhere. But if someone's using all of those together and teaching the methodology behind that, that's for sure a different thing. And I think that's what you came up against here. It's not like, oh, I'm like really inspired to offer a program with like practices. It's like, I took your exact practices in those exact steps in that order put a tiny bit of effort in to rename a couple of them, but that's pretty much it, right? So I think this is a really interesting question that gets brought up here, which is what is the line between stealing and inspiration? Now, listen, I am not an attorney, so this is not legal advice. This is Lacey's personal take on this, right? But, you know, I think it's really normal to be inspired by others. And I think that, you know, especially if you've worked closely with someone in a container or program, like you probably are very inspired by that. But I think where it really does become stealing is when we are actually lifting specific things, like not concepts, but like a specific sales email, the exact sequence of, you know, practices, the exact practices that Erica picked, things like that, right? where inspiration might be like, oh, I'm super inspired to go create my own course on pleasure, right? Versus stealing being like, so I will just take yours, right? And I think that's super important because, you know, there is always gonna be a fine line there, but I think we have to know when it's right to step up and protect our brand. And so what I usually say to clients is like, if we're talking like exact word for word copying and a lot of things that really is when we take a stand, if we're talking about concepts, I think that is a little bit harder unless you've obviously like fully completely trademarked that concept, that kind of stuff. But you know, like Erica was saying, it's not like she owns some of these practices, but she does own the emails and the way in which she created them in her course and all of that. And so just really paying attention to what that is. I think that what happens sometimes is that it can almost make us go the other way where we feel like, oh, then I can't be inspired by someone. And I like never want to be accused of that. But like, if you're not directly lifting copy and things like that from them, it really is totally okay. Right. Um, I've had so many people you know, for example, like take my value centered sales course, where I talk a lot about, um, creating empowerment for yourself and the other person through selling and, and have had them be like really inspired and share on that. But they're not copying word for word. What I said in a video, they're just sharing their take on how that concept has translated into their own business. And so for me, that feels really okay. Where like, if someone like grabbed the exact sentences I used and, you know, I saw those in a post, like that would be something where I'd be like, okay, hey, like that's uh, a line. So I hope that helps and just gives you a little bit of context. I don't want this to be something that you're like super worried about now, but I also want it to be something that you feel really empowered around handling if it ever happens to you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't own breast massage. I don't, I don't, I didn't. Right. <laughs> I didn't invent anal sex. Like I, yeah, I, I for sure as hell didn't invent sex magic. Like all of a lot of the things are like stuff that belongs to humanity in general, yep. the practices or exactly. to ancient old traditions and philosophies and, you know, things like that. But exactly what you say, I decided to pick these 10 practices, put them in this specific course format, price it at this yep. price point, add to live call bonuses, a live practice and a live Q&A and, you know, pay, like market it as a sensual experience like all of this and she yes totally ripped that off after buying my course if she'd reached out to me and she said hey i'm super inspired by this course format i love the simplicity of it i want a like low entry price point course to bring people in i'm super inspired by you is it okay if i do it but i of course will change mm -hmm. the practices i would have said yeah if i can go for it do you want me to help you choose the practices yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I want her to. But you did help her choose the practices. <laughs> I, well, yeah, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm teasing. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. I get what you're saying. Like, it's like there's a difference between, like, I would love to support you in, like, creating this experience in the world. And it feels really, really violating when it feels like someone just took it all and uh, repackaged it without any kind of, like, context or conversation or. Like it, it's not inspiration if, if that's what you're doing. No, exactly. So I felt really, I felt violated. I felt physically sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. I felt disgusted. I felt betrayed because this is a person I, 
I know we're in the same community. Um, I felt like just so just appalled and just, yeah, like ripped off. Um, and that, that sense of like, f- like being fooled, like, I don't know if you've ever been cheated on, but like yeah. when someone cheats on you, like just, you just feel so, uh, so fooled sometimes. It's not the, it's not the actual thing, but it's the lying or like the deception. Yeah. That hurts. It almost like invalidates your previous experience in a sense, right? Cause you're like, oh my God, like I felt like it was to- like, I felt totally safe in this course until this moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, and I, you know, my mind was say, telling me, I don't know if this is true, but it was like, if, if it, if it would have been a stranger, it wouldn't feel as hurtful because I wouldn't have like a relationship with them. And really all of those things don't matter in the end. Um, and I think like what you said about me in the previous session, like I integrate things quite quickly when it comes to these things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've sort of moved through it. I also posted in our shared community, a big post about it to, to really call people in to have a conversation about this. And when I posted that, several other coaches shared that the same thing has happened uh, to them with Mm -hmm. members of the community, the same community. So obviously this is Mm -hmm. not an isolated experience. Um, I know that this happens all the time, everywhere. I mean, it It really does. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. People steal every, you know, McDonald's, (laughs) Coca-Cola. Like it happens (laughs) everywhere. People steal and want to profit off of other people's original ideas and creativity. So, so that's fine. Um, but I think it was part of me processing it was being so vocal about it in our community where she's a member Mm -hmm. as well. And just, processing it that way and you went directly to her oh yeah 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 first i reached out to her directly as well and we're gonna meet on a we're gonna have a meeting next week to okay good to have a conversation about it and ultimately like she said she said she's so sorry she didn't realize now she realized just how bad it was and that it was actually copyright infringement and all of that uh but at the time when she was doing it she was like feeling that it was inspiration and that she wasn't doing the wrong thing. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if she's feeling bad because she got caught or if she's actually feeling bad. Um, and it really, right. mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, <laughs> really. Absolutely. She's the one that has to deal with that and know what her intention was and know how she can sleep at night, you know? Exactly. Um, and ultimately, I will give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, Absolutely. So I'm not... I'm not I'm not feeling vindictive in any way or like I need to call her out and ruin things for her but I am feeling like I want to obviously receive an authentic like genuine apology if there is one and she has apologized already obviously I want to make sure that she never does this again and um I'm going to send uh that I said thank you for sharing that uh, legal thing bundle yeah. I'm going to purchase that but then I'm like fuck you bitch I have to pay 350 US dollars because you ripped me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. Right? So I lose more money because of you or like I obviously I haven't lost money because of her, but like, yeah. Yes. No, but, I get what you're saying. It's almost like when someone, when you have a trademark or something and someone um, uses it and then you have to pay an attorney to like deal with that. It's like, how, how does this make sense? But yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like, so I'm going to do that because I want there to be a signed document where she is legally binding, yes. agreeing to never doing it again. Um, and I also want to have a conversation with her. Like, ultimately, I don't necessarily need to forgive her. Like, I don't, like, I, I, I maybe I, I already have forgiven. Like, it's not an issue here of forgiveness. Like, I don't. Yes. <sighs> I don't care about her. <laughs> like I don't I don't care about the thing. But I also feel like there needs I to be I want to finish talking about this, but I have to say this really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some conversations ourselves about forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can forgive someone for doing this to you, I think you can forgive yourself for a lot of mistakes that you feel like you've made. That's true. <laughs> Especially if you can forgive this quickly, you know, like this was like two days ago or something. Yeah. I just really think I want you to take that nugget. Like you can forgive someone absolutely like 
completely plagiarizing your work in two days, like you get to give that to you in a way too. That's true. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, good. We can finish uh, that, but I just couldn't let that go. <laughs> yeah, thank you for interrupting me. I just have this really warm feeling inside my whole body right now. So I'm just going to like let that ooze and like yeah, sink in because that felt really good actually. Mm. Pretty cool to see yourself as that forgiving of a person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also she needs to fucking make it right. <laughs> right. There's accountability that needs to be. Yes, exactly. Enforced here. So. And also I have some questions for it. Like I want to talk it through. And just get clarity. So I hope she continues to be responsive and that we can hop on a call to discuss it. And uh, and then and then let it go. And I also think it's really beautiful because like, I, I, I certainly think this does happen way more than anyone realizes. I've, I've certainly dealt with this myself. And I think what is so beautiful about what's happening here and what you are doing right now is you will trust yourself so deeply that you will always stand up for your business and your brand. And that is really cool to know, you know what I mean? And to have that like, self-trust in your business of like, if something like this happens, I will always take a stand on that and to really, like, that's some CEO shit to really like trust yourself in that. Um, instead of it almost feeling like, oh my gosh, something like this could happen again and I could be totally violated. And what would I do? Like now you're like, I know exactly what I would do and I know exactly how I would handle it. And I know how someone needs to make it right. And it's like, it kind of like gives you this armor in a way to keep going and to keep growing because you realize like you can handle it as opposed to almost like letting a situation like this make you shrink, you know? So at the beginning of this, I mentioned there were kind of two things that, you know, happen in growth that I think happen a lot, but don't always get talked about a lot. And this is really one of them. I think this honestly does happen a lot. I've personally had to do a lot of trademark <laughs> enforcing over my time in business. And I have also, you know, had to have conversations where someone just grabbed one of my posts and things like that. So it does happen. But you know, what I think is really important is building self-trust and safety along the way. Like I have been okay and my business has been okay through all of that, right? And, and not letting it be a reason to not keep going. So I'm not saying it's not a frustrating part of being really public with your content and having people be able to buy into your programs and all of that kind of stuff. But I am saying there's a way to not make that make you play small, right? Like I think it can be so easy to get freaked out about those things and then go, gosh, well, I just would never want a course where someone could come and do that to me. And then it kind of limits you really quickly, right? Instead of being like, well, gosh, like I just really trust that I would show up, get an attorney if needed, reach out and have that conversation with them if needed, all of those kind of things, right? And so I think, you know, again, obviously this isn't the thing that we always talk about in front of the scenes. Like it doesn't, I'm not gonna, you know, be out here talking all the time about like this one time when I had to enforce a trademark, blah, blah, blah. But it is pretty normal and common, unfortunately. And, you know, I think that's a bummer that it's happening, but I also think there is a way to feel super empowered and secure in it. And I think it's just beautiful to watch Erica navigate this and really show herself that she will take a stand for herself and her business and that she will protect her content. And so it can kind of give you that excitement to feel like and more emboldened to put it out there instead of less. And so I hope that's a takeaway from this. Yeah. Yeah, my immediate response was fight. And like, yeah, <laughs> I literally wrote her, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you're, tr you're, you're right. And that does feel good. And, and, and then sometimes, you know, maybe you win, maybe you don't, maybe they respond, maybe they don't, but that's, that's beyond my control. Yeah. Um, and and I also and this is this doesn't justify or excuse it or like gets her off the hook, but there's also a sense of like fuck my work is so cool people rip it off like that is also 
that also gives me a sense of like even deeper pride. It doesn't make it right. And it doesn't like, it doesn't flatter me at all. Um, but it's also like, I'm at a point where people would like do that because yeah. my original ideas are fucking awesome. Absolutely. And I think it's like beautiful to see it through that lens because it helps you see like, okay, this might be some of the trade-off of being where I'm at in my business is that I have to deal with something like this. But it, I would pick being where I'm at in my business that I'm creating this much impact and this much like cool shit in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sets me apart from mm-hmm. copycats like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it really shows you like the – I think, you know, we we talked about this a little bit in Basecamp, but almost like feeling bad for someone and like feeling compassion for someone that feels like they have to do something like that to create something cool in the world. And it's like really beautiful to give yourself credit that that was like birthed from within you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I took my sweet ass time birthing everything. And during that time, yeah. I didn't I didn't rip people off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I took my time yeah. and I let my ideas marinate and I let my confidence grow and I I reflect and I work and I continue and and then I and then I create. I don't have to steal. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty yeah, uh, pretty solid business model there, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, Lacey, that I have some really fucking epic ideas. <laughs> yeah, just totally waiting to be birthed. Um that mm-hmm. that other mastermind I want to do is like it's coming through in full force, um, and I'm like, hold your horses! <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've got a course to create first, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it's really it's really cool, and I guess it's also kind of synchronistic that it is happening at this time. Yeah, well, where everything and I think it almost yeah. like lights you on fire for pleasure treats launch even more in a sense doesn't it it did so this is um like it did and it also it felt hmm, i think i've i think i've moved through it but it felt a little bit like uh i don't know like it felt a little bit like pleasure treat had pleasure treats had been not disgraced but like there was i don't know Mm. like just some emotional residue around selling this like some fear that it will happen again or i don't know what if someone on my list is on her list and they think I have ripped her like it started to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feel a little bit like this has been infected um like tainted or tainted something. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but then I uh read through the sales page uh and your um feedback and I started reading through the sales emails and then I opened the pdf and I decided the two new added practices that I'm adding that obviously she's not getting access to. (laughs) (laughs) You're out. Clearly. Clearly. Um, And and I started feeling like no one can take this away from me. Like no one can take anything away from me. And I'm excited about this. And it's going to be really good. And I'll have the launch fields, but not because of this experience. Yeah, totally. And I think it... If anything, like, you know, certainly makes sense why you went through that process of it feeling tainted. But I think if anything, it's almost like elevated pleasure treats in a sense, which is like, this is so epic that people have literally copied it, you know, and like almost going into the launch. Should I write a sales email like that? Yeah. Um, Maybe that could be a new sales email. (laughs) I think so. Like, this is the stuff that you have to make work for you, you know? Like, when you go through stuff like this, and and I think you you certainly aren't calling her out by name, nor did you in your post, nor – like, this isn't like a attack someone, but this is like a use what happens to you and, you know, create magic from it, right? And so that's just you being able to do that. Like, it's not to tear her down. It's to be like, I had to go through all this. So if what I get out of it is a fucking great sales email, (laughs) that's what I get, right? So obviously Erica can write this email or not write this email, but I think the idea of knowing that you can use what happened in a difficult circumstance to make the most of it 
is so fucking important, right? Again, she's not gonna use the email to call this person out or like send people, you know, her way to say she's awful or anything like that, but to feel like, wow, I just went through this hard experience, you know, where this happened to me. And now I can utilize that in my brand and my business to help people understand even more deeply what's special and potent and powerful here. Um, and I think we have to have those moments where we take the hard and make them good, you know? where we take that lesson we learned in business and get to talk about it and apply it. You know, I think that that's what kind of makes those times feel like more meaningful, you know, um, because we can create something good out of it. And I think that's so important is to keep building that evidence that when something like this happens in your business, you can create good out of it. You can make use of it. You can turn it into something that benefits you, sells for you, whatever, right? And so I feel like that's always been something that's been really important to me is anytime something like this happens is to be like, what's the good that can come out of this for me? Um, and I think that can almost feel like, oh, that feels like, are we supposed to think about it like that? But fuck yeah, we're supposed to think about it like that. Like, you know, if you have to navigate this, what benefit is going to come out of it for you? And it's really, really beautiful to actually let yourself go there and, and think about it in that way. Um, you know, turn the bad things that happen into something positive that you can use. It doesn't mean we're glossing over it or saying that Erica shouldn't feel what she's feeling or have felt all the emotions she experienced and felt violated. But at the end of the day, how can she use it to benefit her in the long term? It's really the thing. So if you've had something like this or, you know, anything else happened in your business that has just been really tough, like, are you, are you leveraging that? Have you found a way to use it for you? I think if you can, it can feel a lot more empowering along the way and makes you feel more prepared to handle business challenges as they come up because you prove to yourself that you can turn something from that into something good for you. Yeah, maybe that feels really cheeky and fun, actually. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i um i was thinking about writing a post on instagram today i'm posting a really fun image on instagram um it says your what is it your exist like your your very existence goes against our community guidelines on, <laughs> on instagram because it basically does and my work and all of that so i'm yeah, writing yeah. a really like meaty post about that um it's part of this movement that another I think he called himself a tabooist. He's pretty radical. He created, he started this movement and he does Im Im these images for people. Mm. Um, and so I'm writing about that and like censorship and all of that stuff that affects me like all the time. I'm shadow banned on Instagram at the moment. Like I don't show up in searches. Like it's just like, ugh, fuck you. Uh, it's 2021. I can't say like vulva mm -hmm. on instagram like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like the outrageousness of that is like hard to comprehend uh, it's just so yeah it's it's un it yeah i can't comprehend it and it's just insane and then um and then this with the fucking course and like it's just all so bizarre at the same time um and yeah, I definitely feel like it can be used as as fuel and as fun, as something fun and and sparkly and positive um, and lighthearted. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. People always get excited when I say Fuckerberg, and so <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves that. <laughs> so you just funny. you know you 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 just yeah you make fun of your enemy and um and delight off of it but you don't have to you know we can we can call zuckerberg out but i'm not gonna call her out and like share her name and like made her like exactly because that's not the point it's not that we no. want anyone to like go after her any the point is you're gonna take what happens and you're gonna turn it into the best thing for you and that's it you know yeah so yeah so i think Sales emails, maybe a couple of posts um, on Instagram when I launch Pleasure Treats. So like how it's so amazing. Other sex coaches rip it off and sell it as their own. Like <laughs> that's pretty good marketing, actually. It really is. So so you might as well get it from the source, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't get don't get the fake Louis Vuitton. Don't get the fake pleasure work. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Yep, get it here. <laughs> get that's it so here. Funny. But yeah, like I think that's just like again, I think it's what just like you trust yourself to handle this if it ever comes up again. You trust yourself to like use it and make the best of it and capitalize on it. Like I think when we have those moments in business where like even the shitty things we use in our favor. Yeah. It's yeah. just magic, you know? Yeah. And I think that's such a potent reminder as well. Like when someone does copy you, like I just had this, you know, when if you buy a fake Louis Vuitton or if you buy anything fake, any counterfeit, you know that the quality is going to be less. And yep. the experience, you know, it's fake leather or whatever, or the seam, the seam, <laughs> well, the seams are going to rip and like. <laughs> the the funny thing about that is though, at least if you're buying, I'm not saying this is not a, <laughs> I'm not advocating for that, but at least if you're buying counterfeit, it's a lot cheaper. Her course was the same price. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some benefit, but what the heck? I'm that, kidding. But it's funny to think about, right? Oh, that's hilarious. Well, if you, if you buy the cheap counterfeits in Thailand, you definitely get them for cheaper. <laughs> like you buy a pair. <laughs> You buy a pair of Nikes and they cost like, what, a tenth of the real price. Right. But your feet hurt and your... <laughs> it's true. And it looks good. And they fall apart. And yeah, they fall yeah. apart. And so it's kind of fun to... I'll fucking write a sales email about this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But in 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 the actual experience and not the joke of this... There is something here to be found. Like when someone does rip you, rip off your work, it's not going to come through with the same amount of embodiment and like force and quality because it's not their work. Exactly. So it that- really is like getting a ripped off handbag. Like it really is that experience, and you don't even get the pleasure of saving money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it really is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, and also, I hope that the the people that bought the course had amazing results, and I'm sure they had. Like, if she just literally imitated every word in the practices, then the people who are doing the practices will have positive experiences because I created yeah. really good practices, um, and it will have her transmission, and I'm sure that's, you know, that's a valuable transmission, so. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so I feel like I've come pretty full circle with this. For you to talk to her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll really like feel like closure. But I think like you really have very quickly kind of come around to that. And again, I think also can, can very much know that it's getting handled too, which I think helps, right? Where it's like, like this is getting addressed. Like it's, it's happening. Like she knows. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That happened. I'm excited about Pleasure Treats launching next, not next week, the week after. Week after, yeah. We'll see if Sam has time to do all the updates. Then we could potentially launch on Sunday, the 21st. Okay. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Like, what's best to begin on a Sunday or Monday? Does it matter? I usually think a Monday is better. I think people are just a little more engaged with, like, even things like email and stuff like that during the week. So I do think that that's usually a little bit better. Okay. So then we'll do Monday, Monday to Monday and end it on the yep. cyber, cyber Monday. I think that's perfect. Okay. So, so yeah, that feels good. So tomorrow I'm traveling to Stockholm and I am going to work on the train. So I think everything will be done tomorrow for the launch. Perfect. So good. And you still have like whatever, 12 days or something. Yeah. So let's talk about the ease part because I know you were saying that to me quite a bit with all this too. Yeah. It's feeling like there's quite a bit of resistance <laughs> to ease. Um, but also like, I mean, I, I, like I say that to also say like, but also you're like two weeks ahead in the launch and like you are doing some things that create that. So that's good. But you're obviously like internally experiencing a lot of that resistance. I think it's just resisting ease towards like work and and goodness. And we've talked about this a little bit, but there, but there is this pattern, this tendency in my behavior and my thoughts to just feel like, oh, it's so much work. We're like, oh. 
I got a call. I thought I was, uh, do not disturb. Okay. There we go. Um, this, where was I? Uh, the pattern of like resisting. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, there's so much work and oh, it's going to take so long and oh, but it doesn't. Uh, or like, oh, coaching, like I have a coaching session. Oh, coaching is so heavy. Uh, and then, oh, I wonder if the session would be good. Oh, you know, I want, and, and then every session is always good. And like, I've, I've been coaching, yeah. I've been coaching for too long now to feel that way. Um, yeah. right. So it, it, it feels like it's just an outdated mindset or like a thought, like, yeah, like thoughts towards work that one aren't true and two mm -hmm. don't make it easier and three don't support me um so and that creates resistance like it creates friction and tension yeah. and like it's an uphill kind of thing um where i could just be like i have a little work to do like it's not a lot and like coaching is easy and everyone gets the result like i'm hearing myself now like talking my myself through it like coaching is easy and everyone gets their results and all my clients are super happy and even if they aren't i'm doing the best i can and like like that's how i want to feel about it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when so i think what you're saying is like you're you're still having like the positive experiences but it's just taking you so much longer to work yourself into getting there and that's what you want to feel easier where like you don't have to like talk yourself out of how hard it's going to be before you write an email or something like that, or like get yourself to a good spot before you get on the call. Like it's almost just like you're still having the great call, but it's like the effort going into it is becoming not <laughs> like very useful. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there shouldn't be those, like it's completely unnecessary that those thoughts are there. Yeah. Do you think that there is something, um, like, that you're almost, like, getting out of that? Like, do you feel, like, really excited when that isn't true? Or do you feel like it feels like it's – it's you're doing the hard work, so it's, like, worth what – you know, you're getting compensated now? Or, like, what do you think is, like, the positive that comes out of that for you? Mm. I don't, I don't know. It's not clear. Some things that came up was like feeling a little bit guilty. Mm. Like a thought around guilt that it's like I get to work with what I love and it's successful yeah. and uh, That's what I was kind of yeah, like things like that. So I can't have all that and have feel like work is really obviously not easy but ease like the difference between ease and yep. easy there it's yep. um that came up as a thought um and that goes for life too like i should be like i danced before the session I, I there's no one stopping me from dancing every day like why don't i do it mm -hmm. um I, I'm not doing my pleasure practices. I haven't been doing them for a while and like not giving myself time and space to do that, which also makes me feel a little bit like a hypocrite, but I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll own that yes. being brutally honest. <laughs> um, like, yeah. yeah, like there's a theme with that. I think what comes up for me a lot there is like you've almost uh, mm, I don't know what the word I'm trying to use is, but like you've like recompensated almost where it's like, 
okay, well, like now, like things feel really exciting and I'm making the money. And so like, I'm going to let some of these like pleasure practices go and I'm going to make sure this email feels hard. And like, it's almost like (laughs) you've made a little bit of a trade-off in your brain there where it's like, you know, because all of these amazing things are happening, I'm almost trying to level set with, with getting rid of or changing up how I do these other things. Does that feel true? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, that's exactly what he talks about in that Upper Limit book. Um, yeah. The Big Leap, like, it's kind of like having the cake and eating it too. A bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So how do we change that? I think, like, one of the biggest things here is just to almost, like, reset what the goal is. And I know that sounds kind of silly and obvious, but, like, you know, like, the goal is not just, like, what happens in this next launch or something. It's, like, how full of ease and pleasure do you feel in it? Right? The goal isn't just, like, do you get this next course out? It's like becomes different. Like you're making the money and it doesn't mean the goal isn't to keep doing that, but it's like the goal now is like, what's your experience of that? And so then it just helps you prioritize it. Cause right now, like that doesn't feel like the goal. So it's not getting the prioritization and attention. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Does that feel like exciting to think about that? Or does there feel like there's almost like immediate resistance to that being the goal. Immediate resistance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And maybe it's the same as the forgiveness thing. Like it would be too easy. Yeah. It would be so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. Like you have 12 days until you even have to launch and you're basically done tomorrow so you have plenty of time to prioritize and it's not just a launch going into it like it's how it's like every day like i want to like i want this to apply to every day not just a launch um and with everything like parenting being in a relationship um but I, because I see it showing up in other areas of my life as well, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, sounds kind of, I don't know, paradoxical, like I'm a sex coach, but I'm resisting pleasure and like in goodness, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like a next level pleasure. Like a, it's the, yeah. it's the next level of, yeah. Totally. It's like. It's almost less tangible in a sense, right? It's like the pleasure in like every piece of like starting the email or getting on the call or something like that, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's just a good sign is like something like I noticed this with me because like obviously mindset's really important for me. Um, And I noticed that when I have stopped doing it, that's always my red flag. (laughs) You know, and so to almost, I try to use that as like a guiding light in my business almost of like, oh, I've stopped doing this thing that I really value. What, what, like, am I trying to resist here? What is actually present and coming up for me? And I think that your own pleasure practices are a really good guiding light for you where like anytime you're resisting doing them, we know something's up. <laughs> yeah, that's so And it true. like needs immediate attention, right? It's like... <laughs> Like your business is like jumping in front of you and like waving its arms and stuff and being like, pay attention to this, right? So I really appreciate Erica sharing here about not doing her own pleasure practices. And I really, really want to normalize that because I think we all go through versions of that, right? Meaning like we teach something and really, really, really believe in it and believe that it is the magic and it's still easy to avoid doing it sometimes when we're in resistance. But I was saying to Erica, you know, like, that has happened to me with mindset plenty of times over the years. And I, I really try to use that as an opportunity to be like, oh, there's something here for me to pay attention to instead of an opportunity to say, oh, I suck and I'm not like, you know, in an integrity with what I'm teaching. Like that's totally not it, right? But I'm also not perfect and I'm human. And 
there are things that come up that point you to pay attention to this. And this is just what that is. So you got to figure out what that is for you. Like, what are those things in your business or in your life that when you stop doing them or when you start avoiding them are really a red flag to go, "Mm, something is going on here and it needs my attention. If it can be that for you, it becomes like this really gorgeous um, thing that's pointing you toward what's important instead of a way to beat yourself up or to feel like you suck for not doing something. So it's really just about coming back to that space of like, well, no, nothing has changed about how important I think this is or how much I believe in it, but obviously I'm experiencing some resistance to it. So what's going on here? And obviously from that, we're going to be able to dive into a lot with Erica. So it's totally normal to not do your own shit a hundred percent of the time, but it's also really useful to use that as a guidepost and a tool to see what's present for you when you're not doing it. Yeah. So yeah, that's so true. Does that feel like a really easy thing to be like, oh, I'll just get back into them next week. Or does it feel like there's almost too much resistance to it being that simple that that would even be hard? I don't know. I've Because I have identified this before on my own and I added it to my calendar, but then I avoided it and didn't do it. And mm-hmm. so yep. obviously strong resistance. Um, but... I think something that what I would be really interested to have you do is kind of like a fear inventory on like everything being really easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean business. Like I mean like you're you just got it made. Like motherhood's feeling easier, your relationships really thriving, your business feels super easy every time you get on a call, you're super ready to be there and lit up. Your face is fucking hysterical right now. You're like you're literally like, oh my god, who is that? <laughs> I'm like, who's that fucking bitch? Hate her. I hate her. <laughs> yeah. So we 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 gotta like dissect some of like what are the fears under that because that's a whole thing right now. Oh I once heard of God. I feel so activated. <laughs> I once heard a hypnotherapist. I wish I could remember her name. I feel bad not giving her credit, but I once heard a hypnotherapist say, um, our brain will never let allow us to become something we hate. Mm. And that's a little bit of what's coming up for me here where like the moment I said all that, you're like, I hate that bitch. And so your brain is like, yeah, let's totally not be that bitch. Let's do everything we possibly can to not be that bitch, right? Even though like you want to be that, right? So I love that quote that I was mentioning of our brain won't let us become what we hate. And I think really like the thing I want you to take from that is to reflect on that yourself and see where that's true for you. I think, you know, it is so interesting how we can sometimes really, really want something and also simultaneously have such negative association and connotation with that, that we are just in this dance with ourselves, making it impossible for us to ever get things, right? But usually there's something deeper for us to look at there that we can clear that opens the path to being able to get that. And so I just wanted to share that because I really want everyone that's listening to challenge them to themselves to that this week, to really look at that, ask themselves, journal on whatever, what do I hate that I am also wanting to become in some ways? You know, I hate people that it's like so easy for whatever that is, right? I remember, uh, you know, having to like ask myself that at the beginning of my pregnancy, because I think it's so easy like to almost be like, oh, gag at the people who are like, oh my God, I just love pregnancy and it's so easy for me and da da da. But I was like, wait, I might want to be a person that loves pregnancy and finds it really easy for her. So like, I might need to look at what makes me feel like eye rolly about that because it's going to be really hard for me to be that person if I'm also eye rolling that. So again, it was just like a beautiful opportunity to go deeper and to, you know, see that um, kind of tension point in my own brain and thought process and do my own work to remove that so I can ultimately get where I want to go or have the experience I want to have. So just wanted to really share that because I think we just all have these little insidious ways we do this to ourselves and the more we can shine light on them, the more we can work through them and come out on the other side with the thing we actually want. That's hilarious. Oh my god, I'm dying. This is so so 
Interesting. I'm getting a little hot there. <laughs> yeah, I had to take <laughs> you my shirt off. off your jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? It's so interesting. There is really something there. Right? Yeah. Anything immediately come up? I mean, I'll have you do the fear inventory and share it with me, but is there any like really big thing that just feels like, oh, wow, that's what's popping up for me right now? Mm-hmm. Um, Not conscious, like not consciously like as thoughts but my whole like face and is burning and my jaw is contracting and I can Mm -hmm. feel like like such a contraction yeah (laughs) pretty pretty like (laughs) yeah you know what's so interesting to me like I don't take back anything I said about how beautifully you handled that situation, but it is really interesting that I I do wonder if there was some part of you that's like almost like in enjoyment of the fact that you had this like hard thing happen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Um. Hmm. I mean, it was obviously it was a, an, a like an explosion of chemicals in my body, like yeah, dopamine, yeah. adrenaline, like all of the things, and maybe that's a kink. <laughs> mm, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, that totally could be. But I also feel like that's almost I, like your rush that you used to get from like rebelling or other things, and that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also felt like it's so unnecessary, unnecessary. I'd rather not have had that experience. (laughs) Um, but yeah, but I definitely hate that bitch. (laughs) Like, like not this woman, but like myself, like that, that woman who's like, everything's so easy and like her husband, she, you know, the baby and the business and like, ugh. (laughs) Okay, so I want you to do two things. Um, okay, yeah, I want first I do want you to do the fear inventory, but in like a much more personal sense, I think of like what are all the fears of what will happen to like me or my experience if if I'm that person, but then I also want you to make a list of all the things you fucking hate about her. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that would be really interesting too, because I feel like it's almost like, yeah, we could I mean, definitely, you know. And and rightfully so, like, yes, go back to pleasure practices. Yes, reframe your thoughts. Like, all of that feels true and important. But if if this barrier is there of, like, but ultimately, like, I hate that person, like, you're not going to, like, no amount of, like, positive affirmation is going to, like, get you <laughs> to be her. You know, like, there's other stuff to clear first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know who that person is. Like, it's not like. yeah. Like, there's not an image Like, of we someone. could name her. Yeah. Yeah, we can, like, give her a name and, and like, really, like, see her and decide what what is, like, bleh, right? The name that comes up is Pamela. I don't know why. Pamela. <laughs> no okay. offense to all the Pamelas out there, especially the ones I know. I love you. <laughs> But yeah, like I think that would be so good. Like write your list of all the things you hate about Pamela and let's get it out. And then I think what's cool about that is like that will be really um, insightful and being able to see like, well, what do you need to clear there? And what do you just need to make mean something different? Like maybe you think it means a certain thing that it doesn't have to mean or whatever. And we get to play with unwinding all of that. Yeah. But, like, this is totally the work right now because this is the edge you're going to keep coming up against. <laughs> or uh, you'll, you're going to self-sabotage to make it worse, right? Oh, I so sabotage. And you know in which areas of my life I sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, well, something has to be messy. Come on. We can't be having it all be good. Let's go fuck some shit up. Mm. <laughs> And then let's smoke some cigarettes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And drink a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is big. Like, I think it's so it's so cool. I mean, I know it's annoying when you're in it, but it's so cool to see that big of a reaction because you know there's so much growth on the other side of that, you know? Yeah, that was an intense reaction. <laughs> Completely. Your body like, was like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to normalize, though, that I think these things really do happen as we grow. And I think it's important to say that because I feel like sometimes we can feel so um, like, oh, my God, I'm like, poor me. I'm so reactive to it being easier, like whatever. And I think like it is so normal. I see this with almost every one of my clients. Like recently, one of my clients had like a really, really incredible uh, six-figure launch. Like it, it felt like her business kind of really went to new heights and she basically like cried for two weeks <laughs> and just had so much come up and so much pop up to process. And she felt ridiculous in a sense because she was like, well, I just had like the launch I've been dreaming of my whole business. And then I spent two weeks sobbing my eyes out. That seems fucked, right? But I think it is like recalibrating to these things that we feel like we're not supposed to have or don't feel normal or feel like, you know, mean a lot of things about us. So I think you're just letting yourself go through that. And like that is so normal, but also like the best work to do in business, because if not, you just stay in that hamster wheel of like, well, I can have this, but not that and this, but not that. And it like never ends, right? All right. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, the other thing I really want to normalize is having these really big and often physical reactions to growth and ease. Um, I think sometimes that is just really, really, really uncomfortable in our system. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that because I think that, you know, it can feel weird to, to almost be like, oh my God, it's been so hard for things to be so good for me. Wah. You know, and it, like it, you can feel almost ridiculous sharing that. But the reason it's so important, I think, to share here and to talk about is because I will tell you, I've seen this with almost every client I've had that's, you know, experienced that big growth and has really had to metabolize it. I think we all go through it at different places or different levels in our business, but I think it is very present for most people at some point. And again, it's not even just like a, oh, I have a little mindset thing here. It's like a, a, a full on physical reaction, like Erica was having, you know, like the jaw tightness and the, you know, just like total contraction in her body. I mentioned the client who was crying for, you know, a couple of weeks. Like, I think it really becomes this physical thing that we have to process in this new way to integrate safety into our bodies. And so I just wanted to normalize that and say, you know, if you going through that, if you have had that, you are not alone at all. That does not mean you are someone who is like so resistant and will never like get to the next level or any of those things. It means you are someone who is, you know, present to what's going on and is, you know, like Erica prepared to do the work to navigate through it. And just, you know, my really big reminder there is to make sure you just have support that can hold you in that and normalize it for you. Because I think, you know, in our, in regular society, that isn't super normalized. So making sure you have someone that can be like, yes, this is normal. And I can hold you in it is really, really important there. Mm. Totally. And I see, you know, I have evidence that the, the money work that we did in like one of the previous sessions made it so easy for me yeah. to have that quantum leap from like 13 to 56 K and yeah. not feeling bad about that. And so, or like that being a pretty easy experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also allowed me to go for that kind of big like, goal or, you know, otherwise maybe I yes. would have mm-hmm. priced the mastermind at, you know, whatever, 1500 instead of three and a half and yeah, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever way to self-sabotage or like keep me or self-limit, self-limit. Um, but yeah, Jesus, my jaw is like pain (laughs) oh Uh uh-huh i wonder why your jaw that's so interesting i don't know 
So is much. that where you tend to carry a lot of stress or is this like very specific to this situation? Um, no, maybe it's just like clenching, like tight expression. Yeah. Intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, throat and jaw, like the whole like genius expression, voice kind of thing, like become your voice, actualize kind of all mm-hmm. of that self-actualization. Um, a lot of it. There are these. Do you know that there is these uh, like face readers, and they'll read your face and like tell all uh, everything about you because so much is concentrated in the face. Yes, I have heard that. Oh yeah. Uh But yeah, no, absolutely. I think this is the work. Mm-hmm. Pamela, <laughs> we're coming for you, Pamela. <laughs> I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is totally it. And also I think it's like really beautiful to engage in this as you're about to like have that conversation next week as you're about to go into a launch, like because it just provides you these like higher intensity situations to almost get to practice this through. So I think that's really (sighs) beautiful too. Yeah. I can already feel like yawning and releasing energy. It's already the process has begun. (laughs) Moving. Uh-huh. Okay, what are you doing right now after this call? Uh, I am going down into the basement to get my room of a bag because uh, I'm going to bring it to Stockholm. I'm pre- I'm presenting at this event with lots of famous people, oh, I think. Yay. Uh, tomorrow, um I was dancing and trying on my beautiful knitted new dresses that I'm wearing. Um Oh, so fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I have to get up at 4:30 so in the morning. Make- but ugh, um. uh, to get the train but yeah i'm i'm gonna go down and get the bag and then i'm gonna go pick up uh, my son from daycare and then i'm gonna cook food and then i'm gonna fuck my husband that's the plan so maybe maybe while you're on the way there or whatever just like listing out some of this in your head like i just want you to like do it while it's like present like you don't have to write it or whatever but be like why do i fucking hate pam and like just start going there and see what happens like i think it's just like it's starting to move. Your jaw's starting to unclench a little. Let's just like give it some like, I got to get some of this out of my body kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll walk, walk and internally talk. Yes. We'll see where, where it brings me. <laughs> All right. Well, keep me posted. Have so much fun tomorrow. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I am staying the night in the swanky hotel and I'm gonna Yay. Yeah, gonna have a really good time on my own. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, that's <laughs> gonna be so beautiful. Okay. Well, let me know how it goes. That will also be an interesting experience to see if like you are like doing some of that like upper limiting stuff too <laughs> with like having all of that space. So you just keep me posted. <laughs> I will, I promise. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.